you are now listening to the place for biblical end times truth, The Remnant Report. I am your host, The Remnant Warrior. Here, we are dedicated to equipping the remnant for the tribulation that must shortly come to pass, as well as reaching the lost at any cost. The time is near for us to not love our lives even unto death. We serve a risen living Savior, so death is not the end, and we know that we will overcome the dragon by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, because we love not The guy from, I think, Atlanta that I met at the Prophecy Conference, I was invited to do a debate at uh, a couple months ago, and we fellowshiped with him afterwards, a couple of us, and uh, it was awesome, and it's neat because it seems like every other week or so we have somebody from out of state visit our fellowship that's into the podcast and so forth, and we get emails constantly, so we're great to see the effect, but one reason we have that broad of an audience is because we deal with issues that aren't really dealt with very often. And of course, you'll notice in the last several weeks, we've had expository type, uh, even topical to a degree as well, devotional messages on Wednesdays and Sundays. We're right before the election, happens a day from tomorrow. And while I'm personally not going to tell you who specifically to vote for, uh, actually, I have a problem, to be honest with you, uh, it's concerned with both the major candidates uh, that are running for president, and I know we're not going to get Jesus in this world, that's for sure, until he comes, amen? But I'm concerned because uh, I know, one, I'm absolutely horrified of, but I also believe, and I told my wife this morning we were talking about I said, hey, the devil that you accept as most acceptable may be the most dangerous devil of them all. (laughs) So uh, it's really, you know, concerning, although one uh, is very obvious in what way they're bringing the world. And the other one, you hope, is being honest about <laughs> the way he wants to take the nation, right? Or she, I'm not going to say who that is. <laughs> this message is going to blow you away. In fact, I'll warn you ahead of time, my notes, when I got them out of the printer, and unfortunately my toner, so I can't see my pictures very well, was 35 pages long, or even my text, but God is with me. And I didn't have time because 30, but I want to relax. Most of it's pictures, and you're going to be able to see them up here. Okay. <laughs> so, for you, some of you are like, and by the way, if you've been at Blessed Hope for any time long, the last few months has been the most consistent I've ever been on getting done in time. Amen. Isn't that cool? So, oh no, now that you're plotting, I really feel bad about 25 years before. <laughs> Crazy stuff going on. In fact, I've been warning you for years. You can watch our video, They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll, which we've, we've seen thousands of people come to Christ through. Uh, we've been warning about the nefarious occult backbone Satanism of the music industry, uh, Hollywood, and so forth. Kinsey syndrome, academia in this world. We have a video called the Kinsey syndrome. And, uh, you know, literature. We've got a whole video on Harry Potter and so forth and how J.K. Rowling says she hears audible voice that dictates to her the writings and so forth, all that kind of stuff. But uh, we also deal 
here and there with the political system, but just recently, via the WikiLeaks of Podesta, Hillary's chairman of her campaign, it came out that it looks like he may be involved in Satanism, and that's been coming out uh, in mass. Has anybody, raise your hand if you've seen those WikiLeaks. Oh, half the congregation, okay. Well, what you've seen and you've read is only the tip of the iceberg because I'm going to bring forth some things in this message which I haven't seen on the internet because it's a Crowleyan-type ritual. And you think Crowley is influencing the music, man. Woo, Hillary's might be in office. And by the way, she already claims to be in touch with a spirit that has channeled her in the past. So there's already some huge concerns there. But we have evidence of this, and your eyes are going to pop out. You're going to have to pick them up a few times through this service. Okay. Uh, I've shared this, some of this information with people that are already quite conversant of what's going on with the invite of Podesta to a satanic ritual, uh, alleged invite. It, but, and when I've shared with them some things I've discovered because I've been uh, uh, researching the occult for, since I became a Christian because I came out of the occult when I became a Christian. And I realized what they're talking about in the spirit cooking that he was involved to, in or invited to be involved in, I should say that it goes way beyond what people realize. And I believe, and I'm going to point out to you, actually involves potentially child sacrifice, okay? And you know, you've been, and you've been in this fellowship anytime long, you know I document what I say, okay? I don't go for the uh, sensational. This is just reality, okay? And, uh, but I want to encourage you to be quite aware that God warns in the word of, that there's a spiritual rebellion of Satan in the fallen angelic realm, and that that rebellion has been manifested in the human race and that God is just waiting so people can take a side. He has his gospel going out. He has his plan. He's going to get his bride. He's going to bring in a new heaven and a new earth. In the meantime, he's, going to, he's, he's showing who the sheep are and who the goats are. What's the wheat and what's the chaff? Heaven and hell, Christ or Satan. He that's not with me is against me, saith the Lord Jesus. Amen? Now, the scriptures say in Psalm chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, why are the nations in an uproar and the peoples devising, devising a vain thing? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us tear their fetters apart. God separated the nations at Babel. And since that time, Satan has been trying to bring a, a globalistic one world government under his coming world leader, the Antichrist. Jesus was offered by Satan the kingdoms of this world in a moment's time in Luke 4, a vision. And Satan said, bow down and worship me, and all these shall be thine. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. It is written that thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and serve him only. Amen. But the Antichrist will bow down to have this kind of power. And right now, just as we show in music and they sold their souls in rock and roll and in Hollywood and elsewhere, there are many puppets also. Do you think, I've been telling people for a long time, do you think this isn't in politics? You think Satan is in everything? He says, well, I just don't, politicians just don't like me. They're so righteous. You know, wrong. Politicians, well, many of them are politicians. The word itself is, tends to be a sleazy word because of, the, and not every politician is wicked or evil. There's people that aspire to do really good things and be a blessing and, and help people out and so forth. But in the upper echelons, it can get really dirty and it can get really satanic. Please go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 9. Proverbs, chapter 9. And when you get there, please take, uh, please go to uh, verse 17. 
Proverbs chapter 9, verse 17. Should I have my right, the right text here? Um, actually, I want chapter 14. <laughs> Bear with me. Verse 34. Righteousness exalts a what? A nation. But sin is a disgrace to any people. Catch that? Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach, as the King James says, uh, to any uh, people. The scriptures say the wicked will return to Sheol, even so all the nations who forget God. Another scripture says, Blessed is the nations who God, whose, nation, whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. We want to make sure our God is the Lord as individuals, amen? You can't control what a nation chooses. Many people, most people, to one degree or another, through at the beginning of our nation, were God-fearing people. In fact, this nation has always had a parallel current of people that were into the occult and Freemasonry and, and spiritism and so forth, right alongside Christians who were God-fearing, wanting to legislate uh, righteousness and, and, and so forth. There's always been that. But you can look on your dollar bill and you can see the eye of Horus, the pyramid, actual pyramid with an eye in it, which is a satanic symbol. It's been there for a long time. So you have to realize that uh, there's been a lot of occult influence in this nation as well. And one thing I want you to be aware of, you know the final uh, beast, Revelation chapter 17, Revelation chapter 13, 17 talks about how it has seven heads and ten horns. Those ten horns represents, it says, kings that will give their power to the beast. Ten kings that will give their power to the Antichrist in the end times. But the seven heads, he says, five have been, one is, and one is yet to come. So in John's day, in the first century, when Jesus gave the book of Revelation, Jesus revealed five of these kings had been, one was, and one was to come. But what's interesting about the heads of this beast in past and in John's day and the future they all were imbibed by satanic powers and by the occult. You go way back to Assyria, the first of the seven, and there's occult alliances. You could go to the uh, Egyptians before that. And remember Moses, it says, was opposed in 2 Timothy chapter 2. You could also read about an exodus by Jannes and Jambres, the magicians in Pharaoh's court. Remember the magicians in Pharaoh's court who opposed him, opposed Moses? You could go uh, from there to Babylon. Remember Babylon had the Magi, right? The astrologers who persecuted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because they wouldn't worship the false demon god. The, Greece, the Greeks, they worshiped all these demon gods, and they had the Oracle of Delphi. Who was, uh, these were possessed by the spirits of uh, Python. That's the Greek word in Acts, the book of Acts, that speaks of the demon that Paul cast out, who was a, uh, a, a fortune teller. And it says she was possessed by the spirit of, 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 of a python in the Greek. It usually just says a spirit of, you know, fortune telling or whatever. The Greek word has to do with Delphi. And this is where they came from all over the world, including kings. Kings didn't dare consult, go to war unless they consulted these priestesses who were under the influence of pharmacaea, drugs that came up uh, through the crevices. And that's why they said them and they get incoherent, get possessed by these spirits. And Paul cast out one of these demons, but the kings and the leaders and top merchants would go to these people to get their fortunes read, and they often didn't make a move in war or major commerce until they consulted these entities 
Well, these were around in the Roman Empire right after the Grecian Empire as well. And I'm going to have a whole message on this probably on a Wednesday. Uh, we'll see, maybe a Sunday, because I'm in Revelation 18.23 on how the merchants of the earth are deceiving the entire world with pharmakeia. That's a big deal, guys. The entire world, it says, is deceived in the end times by the merchants through their pharmakeia. That's a big deal. That should be known, but most Christians are unaware. Of course, the world's unaware of what's going on with the drug trade and everything else and pharmaceutical companies and so forth. And just think of the Nazis. The Nazis almost took over the world. My dad fought against the Nazis in World War II, and they almost took over the world. And they were an occult society, Satanist. In fact, Heinrich Himmler. Now, now that what I'm trying to point out to you, and I just trace it all the way from what? Egypt and, and Babylon and Assyria and the Greeks and the Romans, right? Uh, you know, the, the, the first six heads of the beast, right? All connected to the occult and occult powers. So what I'm saying is it shouldn't shock you that the upper echelons of our government today are involved in many cases in spiritism or occultism. And I'm going to prove that today. It's a, it's a big concern. In fact, it's interesting. Heinrich Himmler, this came out, this was in March 18th this year, 2016. Heinrich Himmler's stash of books on witchcraft is discovered in a Czech library after being hidden for 50 years. German SS chief amassed a $13,000 volume library on the occult. It's one headline. They found his occult library after all these years it has been hidden for 50 years, filled with occult books, Satanism, the occult. And he was Hitler's right-hand man. Okay. Joseph Carr wrote in his book, which I bought years ago, called The Twisted Cross, quote, Adolf Hitler became an adept of the new age predicted by Crowley. Even the Nazi Holocaust, Crowley himself claimed that Hitler was his disciple and boasted that Hitler read, quote, the, <laughs> the book of the law. Now, Crowley always aspired for fame and claimed to be the reincarnation of this, that, or the other. So we might think he's boasting there because he would love something like that. But Crowley said of Hitler in his book, Magic Without Tears, which I have in my library, quote, his magical technique was indescribably admirable. Speaking of Hitler, he adopted the swastika, the hammer of Thor, the distinctive dress, the slogan, the gestures, the greeting. He even posed a sacred book, and he capitalizes the sacred and book upon the people. Himmler said, near the end of the World War II, this Christendom, this greatest pestilence which could have befallen us in history, uh, which has weakened us for every conflict we must finish with. By the way, in the WikiLeaks of Podesta's email, the chairman of Hillary's presidential campaign has written about overthrowing forms of Christianity and organizations set up to do just that. This is crazy stuff. Now, it's interesting, when you look at the Clintons themselves, <sighs> Bill Clinton, uh, before he be, uh, ran for attorney general of, the, uh, of Arkansas, long before he became uh, president, or I'm sorry, yeah, the attorney general of Arkansas, he said he was, quote, this is from his book, his biography, My Life, The Early Years. And he says in 1975, he was intrigued by the voodoo religion and culture, and that while visiting uh, Haiti with Hillary, 
uh, he met a, quote, an unusual voodoo priest. And he talks about his, quote, foray into the world of voodoo and how it included a, quote, course in voodoo theology, which was followed by Hillary's partation, his and Hillary's participation in witnessing this ritual where, quote, spirits are called forth and enter into the bodies of the dancing believers. He said that the spirits represent light and darkness, good and evil, which is a lie. The Bible says spirits that possess you are not good or light. He's right about the darkness and the evil, though. Uh, and he goes on to talk about how uh, these documented, of these documented experiences that he witnessed shows, quote, the Lord works in mysterious ways when the Bible warns, but when the Bible warns that spirits possess you, they're evil. But he said, oh, this is something that's of the Lord, you see. He's not that naive, I don't believe. He writes in the same book, after several minutes of rhythmic dancing to pound and pounding drums, the spirits arrived, seizing a woman and a man. The man proceeded to rub a burning torch all over his body and walked on hot coals without being burned. The woman, in a frenzy, screamed repeatedly, then grabbed a live chicken and bit off its head. Then the spirits left, and those who had been possessed fell to the ground. When you subject yourself to that kind of stuff and accept it, this is before he was even attorney general. Of Arkansas, you open yourself up to the demonic world. It's no wonder that while he was in the White House, it came out a little bit later from a cabinet member that she was involved in seances and channeling spirits. In fact, just a couple years ago, many years later, because she claimed that this spirit entity was, or what he claims was Eleanor Roosevelt channeling her. Do we channel human spirits? When humans die, the Bible says they go to heaven or Hades and they await judgment. These are lying spirits. Even Satan comes as an angel of light to deceive. Familiar spirits are called in the Bible that try to pretend they're somebody else often. And he was at a Roosevelt uh, Park or doing a dedication there. And he talks about how Hillary is on her way. She's getting boarded in a plane on per, uh, from Peru. And he talks about how she just got a new message for them from Eleanor Roosevelt. And this woman could be in the White House who's channeling demons, who's possessed. In fact, let's watch this interview. You've heard me mention it a few times. Let's actually check it out. If you could have more lights off, it'd be great. Thank you. Every time we go to slide I up. I think nothing. all of the people who were introduced and those who were not introduced, all of whom have made their contributions to America, many inspired by President Roosevelt. And a special thanks to the members of the Roosevelt family who are here and to one who is not, Eleanor, who made sure that the four freedoms were included in the preamble to the Universal Declaration of Human Rights in 1948. I know that because, as all of you famously learned when I served as president, my wife, now the Secretary of State, was known to commune with Eleanor on a regular basis. And so she called me last night on her way home from Peru to remind me to say that, that Eleanor had talked to her and reminded her that I should say that. That crazy? You can't make this stuff up, folks, okay? 
Now, it's interesting. Uh, Abramovic, who is the Crowleyan Satanist, apparently, who invited John Podesta, her chairman, to a spirit cooking dinner, was invited by Hillary's campaign to that same park to fit for the official launch of Hillary's presidential campaign, by the way. And, well, we're talking about Podesta. Let's check out a picture of Podesta here. I'm sorry, you guys are going to have to, maybe two people could work on that, one on the lights and one on the pictures. But uh, there you see him with Clinton. Let's go to the next picture. I'm sorry with, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Clinton. I'm messing with you. First one was Obama, right? They're, they're too quick. I didn't even ask for that one yet. Okay. Uh, thank you. They're right on it. But, uh, by the way, it's sad when you look at his, let's stay there until I say, but anyway, when you look at that, those pictures, uh, oh, by the way, Podesta, one of his WikiLeaks was that she smells like urine and cabbage and some things I don't even want to mention, and that somebody should tell her to take a bath, but we know that she doesn't bathe and what have you. That was just nasty what he said. I don't know that that's true, but I thought it's interesting that he said she smells like urine. You'll see why I say that in a minute, although I don't think the connection is going to be literal here. It's just quite interesting. But the WikiLeaks, which were from uh, Podesta's uh, email, which, by the way, uh, Clinton and Podesta and so forth could just say, hey, these aren't real. They didn't really, they're just making things, these things up. They've been saying, no, the communists or, or the Russians are the ones who hacked, hacked the server or, or hacked his email. So they're, they're, so they're legitimately saying, hey, these things came to them. You know, quite interesting. Uh, but let's look at one of the emails that came out a few days ago. Uh, here we see uh, the WikiLeaks. This isn't coming from this discernment ministry, Good Fight Ministries right now. I'm just pointing out to you that we read the, uh, the, from the WikiLeak. The Podesta spirit cooking dinner is not what you think. It's blood, sperm, and breast milk, but mostly blood. Quite interesting. Well, this gal I'm talking about that was invited to the launch at that same park, her campaign with uh, Hillary Abramovich, uh, is talking about an email that was sent to, from her to Podesta's brother, Paul Podesta, which she asked, to, asked John if he was coming to the spirit cooking. Uh, this is the woman... Try not to switch it until I say only because I have a plan when I go to the slides. I'm so sorry, but, that's, but you're on time so far. That's good. Uh, this is her, Abramovich. So you might as well know who she is. But uh, it's interesting when you think about what she's saying here. Uh, if you go to the next email or next slide, we see uh, specific statements from her. Dear Tony, that's Podesta's brother. I am so looking forward to the spirit cooking dinner. At my place, do you think you will be able to let me know if your brother is coming, is joining? Now, that is casually written as though he would know exactly what she's talking about. Because how many of you knew what spirit cooking was? You wouldn't even know what that meant unless you knew what that meant. It's like saying to somebody, hey, you're going to come over and play Bones tonight? It means nothing unless you know that Bones are dominoes, and you've played dominoes before probably, and you're in the habit of playing most likely. That's what's very creepy about this. And by the way, I want to let you know, spirit cooking is a practice that happens among Crowley and Satanists over and over again to worship Satan. You're going to trip out when you see what it is. A lot of people are missing what it even is and what it really entails. Next, uh, next one. And then he forwards it to John Podesta, Hillary's campaign uh, chairman, uh, 
I am so looking forward to the spirit cooking dinner at my place. And then that's the first one that's forwarded. And then uh, he forwards it to John, his brother. Are you in New York City Thursday? July's Marina wants to know uh, to come to dinner, if you're going to come to dinner. So it's like he's on a casual, you know, knowing basis of who this is. And are you going to go to it? And it's like, wow. And by the way, I've just seen an email from the WikiLeaks that was directly from her to John Podesta, inviting him over. Uh, in July. Quite crazy. Now, people can say, oh, well, we don't really know what the spirit cooking is, but guess what? God's made us able to see what's going on here because about 20 years earlier, she's an artist, and she acted out some or wrote some of the recipe of this satanic Crowleyan ritual on walls. Not kidding, guys. So you see exactly what's going on to a degree. Uh, So next slide. Thank you so much. Oh, by the way, there's a picture of her. Uh, in fact, she said that since she was a little girl, her mom dressed her up one time in horns, and that's been her mark ever since. I'd like to dress her up like the devil. That's been her mark ever since, she said. Uh, next slide. Here's a Lester Crowley. He's the one behind a lot of this uh, teaching. Uh, let's check out the next slide. Here you see her with a Baphomet. Crowley claimed that ba- that goat-headed Baphomet, the satanic symbol that was drawn by Eliphaz Levi, Alester Crowley claims that he drew it because he was Eliphaz Levi, and, and so forth, and a quote where he talks about Iwas, who channeled the book of the law, being actually Satan himself that gave him this literature. Uh, there she is. She's a Satanist. Every symbol points that direction. Her act- activities, a, a blood-dripping goat's head using Satanism. Next slide, please. Here we see uh, she's drawing on the wall, spirit cooking. So you know exactly what the same thing she wrote about in the email. Okay? She's painting, I should say, on the wall with what she says later is blood. Okay? She admits his blood. Next slide. Spirit cooking. See her up there on the ledge? And underneath you'll see all kinds of occult symbols. Upside down pentagram, which is used in Satanism. Triangles. Crowley was all about the eye and the triangle. If you look closely in the left corner, you'll see 666. Get a close-up of that. Next slide, please. Right there. Okay? We're talking about Antichrist, folks. We're talking about people that are involved in implementing Crowley's teaching who said, we are the elite in the book of the law, the spirit of Satan that channeled, or whatever demon it was. Crowley claimed it was Satan himself. Talked about how we shall, we are the, the few shall rule, the many and the known, this elite class of Satanists. And it's happened throughout the centuries, like I mentioned with Nazi Germany. The Tool Society, the, the Viral Society were filled with occultists. And when Crowley came to being, there were all kinds of occultists lined up because this prince of power of the air uses men. And just as Jesus would not bow to Satan, people bow down for power, for riches, for fame. And it's like a vapor. It goes quick, and then they're doomed forever. But they just sell out. And this is what she's drawing. This is part of her deal. This, 20 years ago, she was into spirit cooking, guys. And with Satanists that are dedicated, Crowley and Satanists are supposed to do it every day. Now, they may not cook every day, but they're supposed to have a cake every day. Let me tell you what the cake is. Well, let's go to the next slide. There's a Lester Crowley who gives the uh, instructions on spirit cooking. Uh, Next slide. This is what she writes. Fresh morning urine. 
Sprinkled over nightmare dreams. So urine is supposed to be used. Next slide. That's why I mentioned what Podesta said Hillary smelled like, which is kind of interesting. With a sharp knife cut deeply into the middle finger of your left hand, eat the pain. Part of it's to use blood, even human blood. Next slide. Well, let's back up one. My fault. <laughs> anyway, it gets crazy, and it gets crazier than what you've seen because they're called to use semen. By the way, this was part of Crowley's satanic or what he called a Gnostic mass. Remember the Gnostics? We've studied Gnosticism. Hollywood's War on God, the video that I did on that, which is really, really eye-popping, shows uh, what Gnosticism in modern popular movies is about. And guess what? The Gnostics, the early Gnostics, hated God. They called Yahweh evil. They called the serpent in the garden good. And Satan, who channeled the serpent, they called Sophia. You know about that, right? Well, most people don't, so they need to know about it. And thankfully, we have more and more people listen to our podcast because some people are content to put their head in the sand and not realize what's going on in the world when the Lord tells us to have no fellowship with the unfruitful darkness of darkness, but rather what? We're commanded to expose them. If we're not exposing them as Christians, we're not obeying God's word. And now Crowley did what he called the Gnostic Mass. And the Gnostics, we know from the early church fathers, they used semen, sperm. Let's go to the next slide. They use sperm in their sexual rituals. And she, I have a slide. I, 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 we skipped it or I, I didn't put it up there. But it also says it calls for fresh breast milk and fresh sperm. Okay? The Gnostics, according to the early church fathers, use sperm to mock the Christian church when they do their communion services. Not kidding. And you know what? People looked at they said, that's disgusting. I'm sure the Gnostics didn't do that. And the Glory Church Fathers pointed out a lot of things the Gnostics did. And people said, yeah, the Gnostics didn't do that. And then guess what? We found in the, early, in the 1940s, 1947, the Gnostic Gospels, we found out, yeah, they did venerate Satan in the form of the serpent. And they looked at Eden, or what happened in Eden as an initiation into uh, true spirituality in our realization of Godhead. And you guess what happens in Crowley's rituals? Crowley said the priest is to make a wafer, take a wafer every day if he can. And guess what? Now many Crowleyites in the OTO, Order of the Temple of the Orient, and there's supposed to be about, according to many Crowleyites, there's only one in Crowley's day. It was a German occult organization. Crowley was English. Crowley took it over, and there was only one when Crowley died. And now they boast that there's about 3,000 around the world, and guess what they do when they get together? Over and over for the Gnostic Mass, they partake of this sacrifice, including semen often. What Crowley calls for is bodily excrements, bodily fluids, I should say. And that's why you're seeing blood, and that's why you're seeing sperm or semen, and that's why you're seeing breast milk, and you're seeing all kinds of stuff. It just gets even more disgusting in there. But Crowley's teaching was a mockery of Christianity, but saying we become one with their God. Who's their God? Satan. So he claimed dictated the book of the law to him. In fact, in that ritual, when she's near done, guess what appears on the wall? Talks about energy being transmitted. Because it's a spirit cooking. You're cooking to bring forth, to summon, evoke satanic spirits. And then it flashes to her right there with what wrapped around her. A snake representing Satan. Union of the snake. Are you seeing this? And by the way, I haven't seen this point out yet. People are unaware of what this ritual was about. It's about becoming more and more one with Satanism. Are you seeing this? I know, it looks like we're watching these sold their souls, but politically, okay. 
if Hillary gets elected on Tuesday, said, Tony, Tony's almost done with the website. It's going to be launched any day now. I've got Adam on updating They Sold Their Souls, doing a whole new version, which people have been wanting for a long time. And I said, Tony, we're doing one on Hillary. So with her Justice Department and stuff, that could be kind of scary. So please at least write me once in a blue moon if I go to jail, okay? Hey, that's life's short. I know the real score. I know, hey, I'm going to die someday. I'm going to serve Jesus, man, and make things right and make people aware of what's going on, amen? Next slide, please. Here's Crowley's Book of the Law. There's the eye in the triangle, his symbol, the eye of Horus. He believed Horus was the Egyptian, the Egyptian god represented the third eon to, rep to replace Christianity, and the age of Horus would be the age of Antichrist. He hoped he would be the beast himself, Crowley, who talked about doing these rituals and instructs his followers to do them as a crown and conquering child. And that Christianity, in that book, that little book, the Book of the Law, which you're supposed to destroy after you read it, and they, they don't let, let the secrets out a lot. Guess what? I didn't destroy them. I became a Christian. Okay? And when I was a Christian and started checking out what occult stuff I was into, I hadn't had that book yet. And I got that book. I was like, wow, I ain't, I said, warns you to destroy it or, or else kind of thing, right? I'm not destroying it. There's rituals in there about this, this false satanic communion that these satanic priests do, which Podesta was invited to partake in as though he knew all about it and was just casually going at times. And by the way, in our video, I won't show it today, I have a very popular celebrity that most people know who he is. He's like in the Spider-Man movies and you know, elsewhere, who sits with her. I have him on video. I had Tony capture that in case they take it down. Doing this meditation, because she says when you do this, apparently she says to close your eyes and look to the east, and he tells her to close his eyes, and he takes this. And people don't, aren't even aware. I have video footage of him with Kenneth Anger, uh, who co-founded the Church of Satan, in orgies, smearing blood, and everything else. They're like mock theatrical-type orgies without all the nudity, but in a satanic wedding with, Luce, with uh, Kenneth Anger, the co-founder of Church of Satan, being the top officiant, this actor, okay? I don't want to give all this away, but there's connections that are unbelievable here. Uh, next slide. Here we see those wings at the top of the Book of the Law. That's the wings of Horus. I can show you those wings on Rihanna. I can show you uh, all kinds of artists that are in the Crowley and so forth, not just the past but present. Let's keep going. Next slide. Here we see her with a little kid, little boy, closing his eyes like he shouldn't see something. But isn't that interesting? Because guess what? Crowley, in the book of the law that I just showed you, calls for, which isn't coming out. People are saying there's weird stuff going on that looks like she could be involved in child sacrifice. But they haven't looked at Crowley's recipe for spirit cooking, which he called the cake of light. Where he says in the book of the law, perfume mix meal, perfume mix meal and honey and thick leavings of red wine. And then he goes on and talks about, uh, listen to this, the best, uh, the best blood is of the moon monthly, then the blood of a child. He goes on to talk about uh, making cakes and eat unto me, because it's Satan channeling. It's supposed to be Satan channeling. Make cakes of this and eat it unto me, made from the blood of children. He says in the book of the law, worship me with fire and blood. Worship me with swords and spears. Let blood flow in my name. 
I will give you their flesh to eat. Sacrifice cattle after a child. Kill and torture, spare not, be upon them. It says to take the blood from least of all the animals, the beast. Least of all, it says, the last. That's the last one, but the child's put before the beast. And she says they use pig blood in that particular ritual. And by the way, some say, oh, it's her performance art. I have two different quotes from her where she says, once she says, when it's done for a performance, it's more theatrical. But when it's done in private, it's real ceremonial magic, basically. And that's what Podesta was coming to. But I have another place where she says that in her performances, she uses real blood. And at the end of that spirit cooking I was showing you, they state in the video that it was from pig's blood, okay? But Crowley called for human sacrifice. In fact, in his book, Magic and Three in Practice, he talks about how this, that, uh, the sacrifice is supposed to be sacrificed. The animal should therefore be killed within the, triangle, uh, the circle or triangle for higher spiritual working. One must accordingly choose the victim which contains the greatest and purest form, a male child, a male child of perfect innocence and high intelligence is the most satisfactory and suitable victim. Page 219, I have this book, Magic and Three in Practice, my library. I read this as a new Christian. I read about these wafers and everything else. And now, and, I've, and I knew the Lord was telling me, make the people aware where this is going because most Christians are clueless. And now we see Podesta being invited by his brother and her. Are you coming to the spirit cooking? And we see what she's doing at the spirit cooking. It's all Crowley and Satanism. I don't know of any bigger news. In fact, WikiLeaks says this is the most bizarre of all the emails they've uncovered so far from Podesta. Or to Podesta. In fact, I have documentation where Crowley says in a footnote that he sacrifices several children each year, okay? Now, some Crowley and Satanists, they say, well, we can sacrifice children in the form. They interpreted this. Well, maybe he means semen, little babies that aren't really babies yet, and so forth. And other Crowley, it's taken more literally. And it's all over, by the way. I've been to forums where the Crowleyites are talking long before this just came out about should we literally use blood or should we use semen or we should use the blood of an animal? And, and then they quote, Crowley said, children. <laughs> you know, well, what does that mean? Well, guess what? There's children being sacrificed to Satan by at least self-styled Satanists that follow Crowley. Uh, next uh, slide, please. This is in the same ritual where she's doing the spirit cooking with 666 and the satanic symbols, the triangle and all that, and using sperm and, you know, things of that nature. And guess what? She's splashing this blood on what looks to be a child, but it's an effigy of a child. Looks like about two years old or so. That's going to be wrapped up and mummified. I hope it's a fake child. And she's just simulating what they may be doing. Uh, next slide. Next slide. She's painting with it now. These are sick people, folks. This is the lady that invited John Podesta over for the spirit cooking. This is the guy that's the head of the chairman of the woman who may be president Tuesday of our nation, who we already know. Well, how connected is she? Hey, she says she channels, according to Bill Clinton, gets messages from a spirit, right, that she thinks is Eleanor Roosevelt. Okay, I think that's enough said, guys. Next slide. Oh, there she is with Jay-Z. 
And Jay-Z said that she influenced one of his songs, you know. He's a head rapper right now who has songs about Lucifer, one song called Lucifer. He talks about killing kids or all kinds of people, whole blocks of people in his, some of his music, you know. And okay, well, he was just with Hillary along with Beyonce, who, by the way, uses the Baphomet ring, right? The, the Crowley, and that Crowley said he's the one that really designed the, the head and the androgynous creature, Satan, that represents Satan. She wears, and she says that she gets possessed by spirits. We show that in our updated video, and we show it in some of our stuff. Like the Super Bowl video we did on Beyonce, they got, we, we estimate, way more now than 10 million views. Well, no wonder. Next slide. Thank you, Tony or, or Lenny, whoever's doing that. I think Lenny's got the lights. Tony's got the slides now. There, there he is. Can you read his shirt? Jay-Z's shirt? Go to the next slide. Oh, there it is. Do what thou wilt from Crowley. Next slide. Next slide. Uh, is that it? Did we see the Lady Gaga one, or did I just blow by that? Okay, there's one I have of her with Lady Gaga over a coffin with a person laying down, which what looks like blood over him. And she's with Lady Gaga, and they're taking their spoons and eating the blood. That's not even the artist I was talking about that is involved in another spirit cooking. That would be a more very weird spirit cooking. That scripture I read to you uh, in, in Psalms, I'm really concerned with our country. You know, Alexander Hamilton says that we get the government that we deserve. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 18. 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 18. I could have spent the whole time... By the way, I have five times more than what I've shown you, so pray about a video coming out, uh, if it's the Lord's will, on this whole thing that's going on. And I, but I want to make sure we turn to a, a, a number of scriptures, because that's where the life is at, amen? Oh, by the way, there you go. There's Lady Gaga next to, the, and the, she's eating it, and, the, and there's uh, Marina Abramovic dipping her spoon into this blood or bloody-looking substance, and they eat. You guys, Lady Gaga, by the way, she's one of the top pop artists along with Beyonce. These guys are Satanists, man. Lady Gaga, by the way, does Kenneth Anger, co-founder of Church of Satan, follower of Lester Crowley, Lucifer Rising, which was an ode to a Lester Crowley to make him popular many years ago. She does some of his rituals, mom mimics his rituals in some of her music. And on a talk show, and we showed in our update, it's in our little trailer thing too, when, you know, she says something, she, and she's like, Kimmel, I think, she's in the interview, and she goes, she swears, not to God, she goes, I swear to Lucifer, you know. How many of you hear people say, I swear to Lucifer? Not real common, okay? And she claims to be possessed by a spirit, which she calls Joanne, and she even changed her name for a little bit on her Twitter account to Joanne, and her new album's called Joanne. Brothers and sisters, the Bible's true when it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. You know, the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Scripture is true in Ephesians chapter 2 where it says that Satan is a prince of the power of the air that guides the course of this world as he works through the children of disobedience. And most Christians just think, well, these are really just well-meaning people that are in these, and they're running and they really want to help the nation. And some people in government, that's true. Many people at the top are about power, are about greed are about 
worshiping occult or satanic forces. 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 18. Remember when they chose, they wanted a king? That king Saul wound up being demon-possessed. Interesting. Then you will cry out in that day because of your king whom you have chosen for yourselves. But the Lord will not answer you in that day. Our country has turned from God. Much of our country has sanctioned the murder of 60 million babies. And by the way, that's a legal human sacrifice for many Satanists. I proved that Marilyn Manson, when he had his girlfriend commit an abortion, he wanted to take the baby's parts home. Baby parts. Oh, Planned Parenthood. I think they've sold baby parts, right? How wicked is our country? By the way, one of the WikiLeaks also talked about sacrificing to Moloch <laughs> in the camp, in the Hillary's group of people. Sacrificing a chicken to Moloch. And it's talking in the context of their superstitions and just like hoping, like, you know, with a rabbit's foot and sacrificing to Moloch. And Moloch was, like Baal in Jeremiah, one of the false demon gods that people sacrifice their children to. And Hillary fights to be able to kill your child. You can, you can, you're, you can deliver your child five, six months. Do you know that? Six, seven months, you can have a really healthy baby. It's a, it's a baby in the womb. She's up to murdering that baby right up to the very last day, and she even calls it a child. I pointed that out in a message I did in abortion recently that you can have the right to kill that child, you know? And many Satanists recognize that since Roe versus Wade, which came right after the 60s, that there's all kinds of legal child sacrifice going on. And it's not just the babies, okay? There's Satanists that have sacrificed children, children that have been missing, that have been found, that were later butchered by Satanists. You know, I want you to go to Psalm chapter 2 now. And I read the first three verses, but I want you to look at what follows. Hey, I'm sorry. I get fired up over this stuff because this is real. This is going on. And I would say 98, 99% of Christians are clueless what's going on. You need to make people aware. You need to, you know, pass this CD out or, you know, share it uh, or, or talk to people at work and say, hey, did you realize? It gets their attention. By the way, when I went to the spirit cooking video that this lady did 20 years ago, underneath it, a guy said, I was an atheist till I saw this, and I just became a Christian. And then somebody said under him, praise the Lord, welcome to God's family, or something like that. And he said, I just read on Reddit that a number, some others uh, were just like you, and because they're seeing what's going on, became Christians. What am I saying? I'm saying, hey, this is a good evangelical tool. One thing good fight does, we use the enemy's lies against him. By exposing it with God's truth. He's the father of lies. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather what? Expose them. And guess what David did? He had a sword he chopped off Goliath's head with. Where did he get that sword? He had a sling. Whose sword was it? It was Goliath's sword, man. He used it against him. We use the sword of the spirit, God's word, and we also use the enemy's words against him, and we show this is what's going on. Uh, Psalm chapter 1, 
First, before you go to two, go to one. How blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and, it's, and in whatever he does, he prospers. How would you like to, your life to be spiritually prosperous? How would you like to be like a tree planted by the water when everything else is withering? You're growing, and you have life, and you have green leaves, and you have fruit in your life. That comes from meditating on God's word. Praying, Lord, may the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth be acceptable to you, O Lord. Amen? And staying in his word so you know what's going on. It's a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. You know, uh, Jeremiah talked about how he esteems God's word more so than his daily bread. Jesus fasted for 40 days. The enemy tried to tempt him, and three times Jesus whipped out the sword of the Spirit, the word of God, and said, it is written. It is written. It is written, and Satan had to take off. If you aren't in the word, you're not going to grow like a fruitful tree. You're not going to prosper spiritually, and Satan is going to have a heyday with you. But God says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, and to put on the full armor of God that you may stand in the evil day. Amen? To put on the belt of truth, God's word, Jesus, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen? The feet prepared with the gospel of peace. There is again, now it's specifically the gospel. Helmet of salvation, looking forward to Jesus' coming, focusing on we have a king that's going to conquer and rule all. Amen? We have the hope beyond this world so we don't have to get all dragged down when we see this stuff going on and say, oh, no, no, man, our lives are vapors. We know we're standing before Jesus. Let's stand up for him now. Amen? The breastplate of righteousness. We're clothed in the righteousness of Christ through faith in Jesus' atonement who died for our sins, took our sins away, paid for them on the cross, was buried, rose again, conquered the grave, conquered death, and he lives. He says, because I live, you will live also in the resurrection life. He that believes in me shall never die. We'll be raised to eternal life. Amen? We have all these hopes, but are you putting on the armor of God? It's a spiritual war. And I've been warning about this for a long time, but guess what? I haven't seen this. Ha! <laughs> In the political, I mean, we just got a glimpse into the inner workings of some of the political connections that are also connected to you. That's why you see Hillary out there at a Jay-Z concert, or I'm sorry, Jay-Z, and Beyonce, get, vote for Hillary. Ah, oh, he was using the F word and stuff, which they bleeped out, but I'm surprised he didn't, well, I'm not surprised he didn't sing about killing a whole blocks of people off. But they're connected by, to one degree or another, people that they're associated with are connected with Crowley, Crowley and Satanism. You'll prosper, it says at the end of verse 3. Then it says, the wicked are not so, but they are like chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Now look at chapter 2. Why are the nations in an uproar and the peoples devising a vain thing? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers of the council and the rulers counsel together against the Lord. And against his anointed, saying, let us tear their fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. God established where we'd be born, separated the nations, so they went as one unified, unholy alliance at Babel, worshiped Satan, and so people could grope after him, it says in Acts 17. That's why he separated the nations, and they could find him and know him. But Satan hates that. He wants to bring everybody together in a world government where people look to him. 
and he's worshipped. And guess what? In the Antichrist kingdom, all nations, kindreds, and tongues, it says, will worship the beast. And it will happen for a while. For 42 months, it's fleeting, it's fast, it's over. And Crowley writes about that in the book of the law, that a race to assemble under the beast. He says, the few, the few shall rule the many, to be strong and trample the weak underfoot, and so forth. He talked about building a race of supermen, you know? Crowleyites that were infused by satanic power. That's why Crowley believed that Hitler kind of almost pulled off what he was talking about. Superman race. Oh, but don't liberals want to empower the poor? They want a huge voting block to stay in power. And they often keep the poor poor by saying rely on the government. I'm not saying that's the motive of every liberal. There's liberals that are, have truly want to see the poor lifted up, just like there's conservatives that do. We as Christians especially are not to forget the poor. That's why we just had a mission trip to the Philippines. That's why we had one last year. That's why we were planning one to Mexico. And why we pass out a bunch of food. And we use a lot of our resources to help, these, help the poor. But they need Jesus most for salvation, amen? So we preach the gospel. But look what it says. When the nations try to come together and rage against Christ, verse 4 says, He who sits in the heavens laughs. Ha! He laughs! Ha! Really? Can you imagine about seven or eight ants or a bunch of ants and you got a can of raid and they start raising their hands to you? We're going to defeat you. Ha! Really? The analogy fails because God is so much higher above us than we are of ants. Because we're creatures along with ants and they're God's the creator, the uncreated creator of all things who made the heavens and the earth. You realize how much power that would take? You realize how big the universe is? And it says the heavens and the earth cannot contain him. He is so powerful. He's a consuming fire. He says those who forget their God, he will rip to pieces. That he's a consuming fire. It's a terrifying thing, it says, to fall into the hands of the living God. He's radical to his enemies. But guess what? We get the kings we deserve. Huh, both parties picked somebody. I'm like, wow, really? But guess what? And pray. Still pray. You can't stop praying. Whoever, pray before the election and pray after the election. You probably need to pray more, right? That somehow a leader would fall before God and know him, but also know what the prophetic scriptures say. Amen? God laughs. He says the nations are a drop in the bucket to him. When, the, when Russia parades their might and China parades their, their military might and have these big parades, it's like a drop in the bucket, God says. In fact, he says the late nations are less than nothing. There's no contest. Verse 4, he who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he will speak to them in his anger and terrify them in his fury, saying, but as for me, I have installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. I will surely tell the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my what? My son. See how son is capitalized? He's talking about Jesus there. In the book of Proverbs, it's kind of mysterious in the Old Testament, you know? It says, do you know what his son's name is? Wow. Hint, hint. The Messiah. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance. Jesus didn't have to bow down to Satan to get the power. Oh, to get us, his treasure, like a man who goes to a field and finds a treasure and buys a field to get the treasure. 
He had to go to the cross to die for our sins, to free us from Satan's power, to forgive us so we could be forgiven of our sins and no longer be under the just punishment of God and to be delivered from death and Hades. And he says, I have the powers of Hades and death. Amen. And he rose again, praise God. But that he knew the way to establish his rule over us. He had to win us. And that's what the gospel is about. Him dying for our sins to appease the wrath of God that was on our heads because of our deserved, this, the, the wrath we deserve because of our sin. Look at verse 8. Ask of me, and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance, Father saying to Jesus, and the very ends of the earth as your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall shatter them like earthenware. Now therefore, O kings, show discernment. Take warning, O judges of the earth. Worship the Lord with reverence and rejoice with trembling. Do homage. Do homage. It means to worship. Do homage to the Son. In Hebrews 1, it says that the angels of God worship him and that the Son created everything and holds everything together. Do homage to the Son, that he not become angry, and you perish in the way, for his wrath may soon be kindled. How blessed are all who take refuge in him. I hope you're taking refuge in Jesus at this time. There is a storm of God's wrath on the horizon. And just like Noah got his children in the ark, you need to make sure you're in the ark of Jesus. There was one door into the ark, not ten, one for Buddhists, one for followers of, of Muhammad, and one, no, one door. Jesus said, I am the door. I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father but through me. He's the only one that can save you from the wrath to come. And he protects us even now from the wrath of God, it says, which is already in Romans 1, being revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth, hold it down in unrighteousness like the atheists. They don't want to admit that there's no way DNA can happen and right itself. So they go to foolishness and try to sound smart by trying to explain away the obvious that we need a designer to write the intricate detail of the DNA that goes from us to the moon and back. If your DNA and your 10 trillion plus cells or so was stretched out, it would go to the moon and back hundreds and hundreds of times just in your body. Oh, you know what's really cool about DNA too? For a second, it's not in my message, but I think this is really cool. Do you know DNA, the mechanisms that write DNA in your body and stream it out and the mechanisms that capture it and read it and, and the cells that go forth and, you know, to the different parts of the body and show the message of what this organ's supposed to do and look like and all that. You know, all those mechanisms that Jesus process the DNA rely on DNA to exist. They're all coded by the DNA, so they can't exist unless the DNA exists what? First, right? Right? But yet the DNA is being processed. But how can you have one without the other? You can't have something that's made in, by DNA without the DNA, but you can't make the DNA without it. Do you understand that? You need the chicken and the egg. Right, Lauren? You need both at the same time. Never underestimate my ears, honey. It's whispering to my son Josiah up there. Okay, you either, Josiah. God is good, amen? Go to Revelation couple more scriptures. I can't believe it. We're going to get done on time again. Somebody said, you guys realize how big your fellowship would be? Several people said this to me. If you guys just got done a little earlier, well, guess what? I'm just trying to get done on time. Hopefully that'll help. 
But hey, we're never going to compromise to get big. And that's not compromising. I'm just trying to get done on time. Uh, Revelation chapter 19. I might have a prison ministry full time after this though, huh? Revelation chapter 19. Hey, hopefully you wouldn't expect anything less from this fellowship. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, when Jesus returns, and I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and wages war. That's the second coming of Christ. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has a name written on him which no one knows except himself. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that with it he may strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron, and he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God the Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Can you see Hillary? Define him. Hillary's not the Antichrist. I don't believe that personally, by the way. But can you see the leaders in the end defying him? You know? And the angel's saying, check this out, man. God is just going to just, well, look what it says. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying to all the birds which fly in midheaven, come, assemble for the great supper of God, so that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of commanders and the flesh of mighty men, flesh of horses and those who sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free men and slaves, and small and great. And I saw the beast. Crowley signed his name, the beast 666. He was deluded. He was hoping he'd be the Antichrist. He lied to him. He was convinced he was the Antichrist. And he said, everybody that follows is part of his group of the Lima, the Thelemites, they need to submit. It was like slavish. If you look at it, it's a powerful. They go, yeah, this is freedom. Saying they need to do whatever I say. That's not freedom, man. You're submitting to a monstrous, wicked, perverse man. Do you realize how ugly that is and ridiculous that is? And he knew the people that were following were just like his puppets. He had sex slaves, guys. I can't even talk about some of the stuff he would do publicly with animals and women and children. In fact, in the Kinsey Syndrome, I prove prove from his own art and his own sex temple that he was into child uh, pedophilia, okay? And he wanted the curriculum. He wanted people to be taught children to be able to see every sex act from infancy. That was his hope. And then he was trying to, Kinsey, trying to get a hold of the schools. He was his, one of his, his main academic puppet in the country. Watch the Kinsey Syndrome. People watched that. In fact, one nun passed it out to the office of the Vatican. Ha! Huh, you know, all, all kinds. Of, she bought a bunch of them just to pass out, say, look what's going on. She was concerned about the priest and what they were being taught, you know, from what I understand. And I saw the beast the kings of the earth and their armies assembled to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was seized, and with him the false prophet who performed the signs in his presence by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were thrown alive in a lake of fire which burns with brimstone. And the rest were killed with the sword which came from the mouth of him who sat on the horse. And all the birds were filled with their flesh. By the way, right before what I read, the bride of Christ, the church, is ready for his return, has made herself ready and be re- to be rewarded and blessed. And then he comes, boom. Not seven years early. You can read just before what I read. The, the bride's finally ready. Then, boom, he comes. Oh, look at verse, Satan's, that, Satan's thrown into uh, 
Then I saw verse 1 of chapter 20. Then I saw the angel coming from down from heaven, holding the keys of the abyss and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who was the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. Isn't that a trip? It doesn't even take Jesus. Just an angel takes Satan, man. Boom. Your time's done for a while. He's bound for a thousand years. It's not that God and Satan are equal powers trying to get victory over each other. Satan doesn't have as much power as this angel who binds him at this time. And it says when Satan is judged, it says the kings of the earth, the leaders, the rulers in Sheol or in the spirit world in Hades will say, this is the one who deceived us, who made the world like a wilderness? Really? It's going to be stripped of his power. Sorry, I'm getting excited, man. I am excited about this. It's all coming to pass, man. Well, look at what happens to Satan. He's let loose for a thousand. The first resurrection takes place, which are those who refuse to take the mark of the beast. And all believers are resurrected at this time, will reign with Christ a thousand years. Satan is let loose for a short time. And then guess what happens to Satan? Verse 20. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And also they will be, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Notice that the beast and the false prophet are still there. A thousand years later when Satan's thrown there. It's not annihilationism, as the Jehovah's Witnesses teach. Verse 11, Then a great white throne, and him who sat upon it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their deeds. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, and you stand before God, you'll be at that great white throne judgment, and you'll be judged because of all your deeds. And the Bible says all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that the wages of sin is death. You'll be eternally separated from God. The only way you can be saved is by getting a king you don't deserve. America is getting leaders that they deserve. The Bible talks about that. I had more verses on that that I just skipped, by the way, how you get what you deserve. The world gets the kings they deserve. If you surrender and say, God, I'm a sinner. I deserve to perish. I deserve to be doomed. I deserve to be separated from you. I've done my own thing. Do what thou wilt instead of doing your own thing. Your thing. And you, and you say, have mercy on me. He'll forgive you of your sins. And he'll become Lord of your life. First Peter 3.15 says, sanctify the Lord. Set the Lord as, up as Lord in your heart. Say, surrender to him. Let him be master of your life. And then you have a king that you and I don't deserve, who died for us, who while we were sinners died for us, who cares about us, who wants us to know him forever, who gave himself for us so we can know him and have eternal life. Amen? I don't want a king that I deserve. I want a king that I don't deserve. I want grace. Amen? It's by his grace that we're saved, not of ourselves, not of works as anyone should boast. It's because of what he did on the cross. And dying for us, we can't save ourselves. We need mercy. We need love. We need his grace. And that's why he died, amen? So we can know him. Jesus said, he that's not with me is against me. 
He that does not gather with me scatters. You're either for Jesus or you're against Jesus. You're either for Christ or you're antichrist. He leaves you no middle ground. So I encourage you right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, make sure Jesus is Lord of your life and that you repent of that broad road, turn from that broad road that Jesus said leads to destruction and turn to him who he said, he described himself as a narrow gate that leads to life. And few are those, he said, that find it where broad is the road leads to destruction. Many go that way. He's not only the road to life, he is the way, but he also is the life, amen? The way, the truth, and the life. Come to Jesus right now. Know Jesus and make him known and make that your New Year's resolution is to know Jesus, Jesus better and to make him known, amen? I'm looking forward to this new year because we're gonna have a number of messages that are eye-opening like this, but also a number of messages that are incredibly devotional that just make you wanna love Jesus more. That's a good recipe. That's better than spirit cooking by the demons, right? That's like eating God's word, man, getting filled up. Let's be strong. Let's be tight as a fellowship. Let's hold fast to his word. Let's not compromise, amen? Love you guys, man. If you don't know Jesus, turn to him now. If you know Jesus, press in and press on like never before, amen? Let's pass out the cup and the bread. Praise God. Can we all please stand? By the way, I just scratched the surface of what I've written about this. When I woke up one morning after going to bed at five in the morning, I woke up and I was supposed to have another message to Tony on the Ouija board. And then there's a new movie out and it's trending on Twitter, number three. It's about contacting demons. And I'd worked the next, the day before a lot on that. And I woke up, so I'm going to finish that thing off. And I saw that. I'm like, uh-oh, I need to deal with this. And my sister, Peggy, had bought me a ticket. Peggy, I still owe you for that. I'll get, get you at mom's house later today uh, to, uh, to Tommy's uh, game. Uh, the, the Royal and see me, man. You couldn't even find parking. It was crazy. But, uh, and I, it wasn't until I left there. I mean, I, from the time I woke up, the only break I had was to down half a glass of not spirit-cooked meal, half a glass of fruit juice, carrot juice, and other things mixed up. My wife made for me. I had no time. And, and then I was out the door. And I was like, because that's such big news. I didn't take a break. And then I was out the door. And then I came back and, and did more. And I'm telling you what, there's not enough time to do all this. You know, but in the meantime, I'm juggling counseling and we're working here hard. We want to encourage you, work hard this coming year to bear a lot of fruit for God's glory. Let's work together and let's be the church, amen? And getting the truth out. God has not brought you here by accident. He wants you to be part of what he's doing in the church. Father God, we thank you that your son already did it all in regards to redemption. He saved us. We could not save ourselves. He gave himself for us. We thank you for his giving of himself on the cross. And we partake of not some filthy, spirit-cooked, so-called lying cake of light. We partake of the unleavened bread, uncontaminated, because the picture of your son dying for us and giving his life for us, poor sinners, who he's made new creations in Jesus. In his name we pray and we partake with thanksgiving. Father, we thank you for the cup which represents your son's precious blood, which is more precious, your word says, in corruptible things like silver and gold, the precious blood of an unblemished lamb. Your word says the life is in the blood, and he gave his life for us, Father. We partake of it with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, we're two minutes early. That's plenty of time to give God a hallelujah clap offering. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord God. We love you. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah.
We thank you so much for your goodness, Father. We thank you that we have you now and forever. In Jesus' name. And you might, you might give Robbie a big Robbie, uh, Robbie a big hug because it's been 108 years and the Cubs won the World Series. Yes. God bless you guys. Yeah. It's Sonny's birthday. Any other birthdays in the house? That's why I hate doing the birthdays because you always skip somebody and it's their birthday too. Oh, there's another guy. There's a Filipino guy back there who says it's his birthday too. Oh, that's Sonny. Hey, I was done in time. We sing this, we'll still be done in time. Let's sing happy birthday to Sonny. I'm going to turn my mic off. Let's sing it. <laughs>